Ladies and gentlemen, George Wilder Jr. much for listening and tuning in and giving the George Wilder Jr. Show a little bit of your valuable time. I know your time is worth your time in gold, and you don't want your time to be wasted, whether it's by my show or any other show or any other individual or who has a show or who whatever. Anyway, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show, and once again, I do appreciate your time, and I try not to waste it. Uh, a lot of things I talk about, I talk about them because I'm very passionate about what some of the things that I talk about on this show and uh, that we talk about. My guest is Ronald Ricardo. We'll see if that happens. Um, violence has no home here. Hate has no home here, as you've probably seen the marquee. Stand up and fight for your country or watch it fall, because that's what the Republicans are doing. And we're going to be talking more more on Donald Trump, because he has a... He, he has some sort of speech or, or address that he's going to make to uh, Americans uh, tonight, actually, at the, at the uh, date of this show. Uh, he has some sort of speech he's going to make. I mean, a lot of Americans that I've talked to that I have uh, came across say that they're on social media, uh, say that they're not going to uh, vote for him. I mean, I think 80 percent of Americans say they're not going to vote for him. Uh, well, Put it this way, 80% of the Americans say they're not going to watch his speech. Uh, they say they're not going to watch it because why? Uh, they feel just like we do, that the man is just going to tell a bunch of fucking lies. 
pardon my French, but I'm sorry, I, I do use it sometimes. Uh, because Donald Trump uses it and everybody else. So, you know, bad words, they're just words. Um, yeah, a lot of people say they're not going to listen to the show, listen, listen to his uh, speech. Because basically that's what it is, a show. A show. He's going out there. I mean, what is he? What does Donald Trump has to say when the government is shut down? People are losing their jobs. People aren't getting paid. Federal workers, 800,000 of them and counting. People who are not going to probably not get their refund checks on time because of this. Uh, mothers and fathers uh, uh, who are on low income or just poor people will be losing their food stamps if this drags on any longer. Um, airport workers are feeling the pinch what the hell is going on and he wants to talk to the uh, the people who he's fucking around people who he's screwing around people who he's taking food out of the mouths of their families and their children what can he say can't do anything but lie why give a, 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 a talk or an address when people when you have stolen people's lives, American lives, by, by uh, taking their jobs away from them, taking their paychecks away from them. This is going to spell really bad for the federal government because a lot of people in the federal government are looking for other jobs. They're looking for other jobs. Those jobs that, that they're uh, doing now will have to be refilled refilled. Uh, by other workers, federal workers, they and other people may not want a federal job uh, from this point. They may not, as long as Donald Trump is in office, nobody's going to want a federal job. They're going to go out and get j- other jobs, private sector jobs, city and state government jobs, not a federal job. So Donald Trump is fucking up. I mean, he is screwing up everything, and there's no way in hell this man is going to be reelected. And he knows. I mean, he was out there one day saying, well, the, well, the Democrats are going to use uh, this uh, shutdown to try to beat me in, in 2020. He's right. They are. They are. They'd be, they'd be dumb and stupid if they didn't do that. I mean, when you're giving people red meat to go after your ass and you're running for an election, of course, they're going to use everything they can. But even if the Democrats do not use the shutdown to beat Donald Trump, the American people will use the shutdown to def- to defeat Donald Trump and to get him out of there. Because there's no doubt about it. Once he's out and once he's, he is not president anymore, he will go to jail, hopefully prison and given the guillotine. Yeah, Donald Trump is a traitor to America. He's a traitor to people. He's a traitor, traitor, traitor. He's trying to destroy the destroy everything. And they keep saying it's about the border wall. This is not about a wall. Now, at first he was saying concrete. Now he's saying, what is he saying? Plaster? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> first he was saying the wall concrete. Now he's saying steel. It doesn't matter if it's made of plexiglass. It's not going to happen. This man is just out there. And the Republicans know he's out there. He's unhinged. He's unfit. 
he's destroying America. But they're sitting sitting back and letting him do it. They know it. And they know that their uh, time in office is up. Because from this day on and from the day Donald Trump was elected, the Republicans have lost it. They're done. They're finished. American people are going to rip a hole up their butts in 2020. Even some Republicans are going to be ripping a hole up some of these Republican lawmakers who are not representing them like they, the way they said they would and, and swore they would because they're too much up Donald Trump's butt. But anyway, with this speech coming tonight, uh, I'm not going to watch it. I, I don't want to hear those lies, and I, I really don't, can't stand Donald Trump's face on my television or voice on my radio. Nowhere. This man has just debased this country. Like he's just did like he excuse me, I'm stuttering. Like he debased his businesses. And I can't understand for the life of me what is holding up special counsel Robert Mueller. I understand that he asked for an extension into the into this investigation because he's not done. That sh- that should say a hell of a lot. Uh, it means that he's not done. He's got more work to do. He's got more people to indict. He, got, he has more people to question. He has more people to subpoena. He has more people who are going to be going to prison. This spells bad for Donald Trump. Donald Trump is going to go to jail either way, either way. It doesn't matter whether it's by Mueller or indictment. It, he's going to prison. And he will never, ever be elected to office again after 2020. 2020 is just a year away. I'm pretty sure in, a, in about you know five to six months from now, Donald Trump is going to be holding a lot of his deranged and sick rallies. And a lot of people that's going to be coming to those rallies, they're going, they, some of them will be affected by this shutdown. Some of them will be pissed off because a lot of these folks that he's hurting are his base, the people who put his ass in office, the farmers, the steel workers, the uh, uh, coal miners. A lot of these people he is hurting. A lot of these people he voted for. But Donald Trump doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't care about hurting people who voted for him. He just wants you to do his bidding. Even though he's kicking your ass, he wants you to do his bidding while he's kicking your ass. And a lot of people are saying, no, 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 no. Uh, Farmers, the automobile industry, uh, uh, the coal miners, all of these people and more, even some people in the military, older Americans, are pissed off at Donald Trump for what he's doing to America. And then he goes on TV to try to explain uh, why I'm pretty sure it's, it's going to be about the wall or the lack of a wall or concrete wall, maybe a steel wall, maybe a wall made of plexiglass or whatever. But and to, obviously he's going to be blaming the Democrats. He's going to blame, 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 blame the Democrats. And when he in a video, in an Oval Office video, this man said he, this man said he should be blamed for the shutdown. He said emphatically, and it's on tape. And now he's coming out blaming, blaming the Democrats. 
The American people aren't buying that. He takes the blame for this. He, this is his wall. And a lot of people feel that he's just going to be lying his ass off tonight. And he will be. What else can he do? What else can he do? Donald Trump loves power. He loves the limelight. Uh, at first, a lot of the um, uh, a lot of the networks were going to black him out. They weren't going to carry this speech because they felt that he was going to there was going to be too many lies that this guy was going to tell. But since the Democrats say, let him speak, but we want some time to rebut him. And the networks decide to uh, carry his speech because the Democrats decide they want it. And they, they're going to give Democrats uh, 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 time to rebut everything he says, to try to rebut his lies. I do think if the Democrats weren't allowed to rebut him, he would not uh, uh, – a lot of these networks, these news outlets would not carry Donald Trump. But I'll tell you one who would, Fox. Fox. Anyway, uh, obviously it's going to be about the wall that he swore up and down a hundred times that Mexico would pay for. Now he wants to dig into taxpayer pockets to pay for something that America doesn't want. How do you give America something that they don't want? And then lied saying 40, 40, 50 terrorists are coming across the U.S.-Mexico border, which is a total lie. The only terrorists that, that has made it across the Mexico border into the United States is Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a security threat, national security threat. And he talks about uh, a national emergency. He is the national emergency. He's pitiful. And the best thing the American people can do tonight when he comes on is not to watch And then if you don't watch and the ratings come out the next day and they're very, very low, Donald Trump is going to lie and say they were through the roof. And we know better. We know better. Anyway, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show, uh, broadcasting live out of the city of Chicago. And uh, it's a beautiful night. It's a beautiful time to be alive. It's a beautiful time to start fighting for your country. Donald Trump is through. I mean, I mean... Whether he's through next month or next year, he's through. Well, a mother gets him in a few weeks, or the voters get him in 2020. He's done. And so many Americans are sick and tired of waiting for Robert Mueller. When I heard another extra six months, I said, holy crap, we're going to be in the Pacific Ocean. Donald Trump is going to take us down into the Pacific Ocean. He is. Yeah, he. Uh, another thing surprises me, and I've talked about this. The Republicans in Congress, they know he's crazy. They know he's uh, uh, driving this country over a cliff. They know it. They know it, but yet they do nothing. They're afraid of it. They, they don't do anything. Wow. And it's all about power. It's not about a wall. It's about Donald Trump securing power and control over American lives. That's what it is. He doesn't really want a wall. What he wants is power, more power and control over America. 
That's what he wants. He will never, ever be a dictator in this country. He may try to talk like one, try to act like one. But as long as the Democrats is an equal, uh, co-equal branch of government, he will never, ever be that. But it just surprises me that Republicans who know this man to be an idiot, to be a fool, to be dangerous, they let him just screw over America. And this is why I say the Republican Party is finished. They're done. America will never forget this. Once this shit is over, once this is uh, uh, done, set and done, Donald Trump is either out of office or or he's dead or whatever, uh, Americans will never forget this. This this will be a bad, awful, screwed up time in a, in the American history, and this should be documented word for word. Uh, so that generations to come can read about this, study this, even have <laughs> even even have a course in college, you know, uh, uh, talking about this. Because there's all kind of books that are being written about this. I'm doing a book on it, but it's just, you know, a, a timeline of events and some personal feelings about it. But a lot of people are doing books on Donald Trump, and he knows it. He 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 wishes he could grab us all by the neck and strangle us for writing stuff about him that is true. Donald doesn't like things writ- written about him that that is uh, that makes him look bad. But the things that are written about him that makes him look bad are true. True, <laughs> they, they are true to life. But he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. He's still out there calling the media the enemy of the people. The only enemy of the people, folks, is this man in our White House. He is the enemy. And if, uh, and if the American public, they don't know that by now, then they've had their heads in the sand. Donald Trump is the enemy of America. And he doesn't care that you think that because he is a lot of people on social media calling this man a Russian spy, calling him a, a, a Russian. And he, he may be a Russian spy. In the White House. Because he is I mean, he he cannot say a bad word about Russia and Russia is giving him his orders. Also, uh, uh, Fox News is giving him his orders. Not the American people. Not the Senate. Not the House of Representatives. Not the voters. Sean Hannity, Ann Coulter, Rush Limbaugh telling this asshole what to do over the air, and he's doing it. And let's not forget Vladimir Putin, okay? These are the folks that are giving Donald Trump his orders, and he's taking them. Donald Trump is unhinged. He doesn't know jack crap about government. He doesn't know anything about government policy. He doesn't know anything about leadership. He cannot govern. He doesn't give a damn about governing. He just wants to open his mouth, tell people what to do, no matter where they are, and they're supposed to do it because he's president and we're not. 
This is how he thinks, how he thinks. And he's just vain enough to think that he's going to win in 2020. He's just that vain. As I've said before, this guy is going to go out in about two or three months from now, maybe six, maybe sooner, who knows, and start these violence and terrorist rallies of his, lying through his teeth, looking like he's going to have a heart attack at any minute, looking wild, looking crazy, looking demented, looking delusional. Delusional, if I can say it, <laughs> at these rallies, why he's talking and sounding like Adolf Hitler, which I'm pretty sure he admires. I mean, if he can admire someone like Vladimir Putin, Kim Jong-un, and a lot of other uh, dictators, uh, enemy dictators around the country today, you know damn well he admires Adolf Hitler. He's a Nazi. He's a white nationalist. He said he was. I'm pretty sure there's Nazis in our government. Stephen Miller, Nazis. <laughs> we call Stephen Miller the boy Nazi. And you got probably Nazis and uh, white supremacists in Congress. This is how Donald Trump's getting away with this. Racism. Racism. Full-blown racism. And there is no other way to say this. We'll be right back. Here's Adam Schiff. To the House, where Democrats just took control, and they're starting the year with a very long to-do list. Joining me now, a member of Democratic leadership, the new chairman of the House Select Committee on Intelligence, Congressman Adam Schiff. Mr. Chairman, congratulations. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Jake. Happy New Year. So um, you, you, you just heard me talk with Acting uh, Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney, uh, and one of the things uh, that Mulvaney and I were talking about uh, was the deliberations about the president potentially invoking emergency powers to fund the border wall. Uh, what do you make of that? What do you think? I make of that uh, really threatening talk from the president uh, that he doesn't have the power to execute. Look, if uh, Harry Truman couldn't nationalize the steel industry during wartime, uh, this president doesn't have the power to declare an emergency and, and build a multi-billion dollar wall on the border. So that's a non-starter. Um, and I think that uh, what the president needs to do more than anything else, he's painted himself into a corner on this thing, is figure out how he unpaints himself uh, from that corner. We need to reopen the government. We need to put people back to work. And I think uh, Senator Jones was making a very important point, which is really something that uh, I'm very focused on as well. And that is we can't allow this continual process uh, that was really modernized by the Tea Party that if I don't get what I want, if I don't get what I don't have the votes for, if I don't get what the country doesn't want, I'm just going to shut down the government. Uh, if you reward the president with that kind of tactic, Jake, then we're going to see every year the president shutting down the government, and we just can't afford to do business that way. You just took control of the House Intelligence Committee. Uh, meanwhile, the grand jury in special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation has just been extended for up to another six months. Uh, I know that you're not directly working with uh, Mueller's uh, investigation. But what do you make of that? Well, he's clearly not done. Uh, there's more work for the grand jury. Now, whether that is a full six months more work or some uh, portion less than that, uh, clearly there are other potential charges that he must be considering. There's no purpose for a grand jury, I think, otherwise. Uh, we are trying to deconflict uh, with the special counsel. Uh, over the last two years, frankly, our committee was working to conflict itself with the special counsel to make the special Trump counsel's work like. more Trump difficult. Like um, we hope uh, as one like of our first people. acts to make the transcripts 
of our witnesses fully available to special counsel for any purpose, including uh, the bringing of perjury charges if necessary against any of the witnesses, but also to see the evidence that they contain and help flesh out the picture for the special counsel. We also uh, really immediately went to work in reaching out to private institutions uh, to lay the foundation to get records uh, as soon as our committee is constituted. Is there anybody in specific uh, you have in mind when talking about somebody who may have committed perjury before your committee? Are you talking about uh, uh, Donald Trump Jr.? Are you talking about Michael Cohen? Are you talking about Roger Stone? Uh, you know, I don't want to go into enumerating particularly who I have concerns about, but I do have concerns about uh, certainly multiple witnesses. Uh, and I think Bob Mueller, by virtue of the fact that he has been able to uh, conduct this investigation using tools that we didn't have in our committee, uh, meaning compulsion, uh, is in a better position to determine, okay, who was telling the truth, who wasn't, uh, and who could I make a case against uh, in terms of perjury. So um, there's no reason to protect these witnesses. There's every reason to validate Congress's interest in not having people come before it and lie. Uh, and I think people felt that they had some kind of immunity uh, with the GOP majority at the time because they would often intervene to tell witnesses, you don't have to answer that question. Uh, you don't have to say anything you don't want or come in uh, even if you don't want to. We're not going to compel you, and that's simply no way to run an investigation. A knowledgeable source uh, just told me this morning uh, that the Trump White House, quote, forced out Pentagon Chief of Staff Rear Admiral uh, Kevin Sweeney. Um, here's what Samantha Power, the former ambassador to the United Nations under President Obama, tweeted last night about Admiral Sweeney's departure. Quote, it is January 5th, 2019. We have no Secretary of Defense and now no Department of Defense Chief of Staff, no Attorney General, and no evident guardrails in Trump's inner circle. The president is unhinged. Even GOP zealots know it. Republicans inside and outside the administration must stop enabling Trump and protect America, unquote. That's a rather stark picture of the Trump administration. Do you agree with that view? Uh, I largely do agree that all of the adults are one by one being forced out of the room. Anyone that had the standing uh, or the independence to speak out uh, to the president, to tell the president what he needed to hear, not what he wanted to hear, has been pushed aside. And now you have a lot of yes people serving the president. Uh, and with this kind of a president who is a, as impulsive as he is, uh, who makes up claims out of whole cloth, uh, and you talked earlier today about the astonishing claim that the Soviets invaded Afghanistan to fight terror. Um, that's not something you say out of frustration. That's a Kremlin talking point. Uh, and if he doesn't have anyone who will tell, them, uh, tell him, Mr. President, that's flat out wrong, where are you getting this from? Uh, and Mr. Mulvaney may review the documents that come to the president's desk. He doesn't get to review every phone call the president makes and who's whispering in the president's ear Someone is giving him these ideas about Montenegro and about, uh, you know, what uh, the Soviets invaded Afghanistan for, what the, really what's being presented in the Duma right now is the Russian point of view. So uh, it is deeply concerning. Republicans in Congress do need to speak out. History is going to hold them accountable. Uh, and now is the time. I want to ask you about a comment from your fellow uh, Democratic uh, Congresswoman, uh, Rashida Tlaib, this week. The Democrats need to, quote, impeach the mother effer, referring to President Trump. Uh, forgetting the, the language for a second, her comments underscore the desire of Democrats to impeach President Trump. Eighty percent of Democratic voters want the president to be impeached. How much pressure do you feel to take action against President Trump, even if you personally aren't there yet in terms of any evidence? Well, first of all, Jake, uh, I'm in a unique position to say this, considering the president made my last name a profanity. Uh, 
Uh, this president is not in a position to talk about the use of language. Nobody has done more to debase the political uh, sphere, the public square, than Donald Trump. But in terms of the merits of impeachment, we need to see what Bob Mueller has to say. And I really think it's premature for Democrats to be talking about what the remedy ought to be before we know the full body of evidence. And that's what I've urged our colleagues to do all along. It's what I'm going to continue to urge them. And I think that's where, uh, you know, frankly, my constituents are. That's what I hear from them. They understand that, yes, it's, you know, theoretically possible you could line up the votes uh, in the House. But what's the point uh, if you don't know the full case and you can't make the case to the Senate? And in particular, it has to be a bipartisan process. If the Republican senators, some of them, are not on board, then all you have is a failed impeachment. And I don't see how that benefits the country. I understand you've made a decision. Hey everybody, the George Wilder Jr. Show is now in session. The finest internet radio talk show and podcast in the land of Illinois on the north side of the great, great city of Chicago. We are now on the air. Fun time, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. Have a great time.
philanthropist and activist uh, Tom Steyer is uh, back with an ad that he has produced uh, calling for Donald Trump's impeachment. And he wanted to put it on a place where he knew that Trump would, would see it. And so, of course, he chose Fox and Friends. Uh, let's see what it looks like. He's brought us to the brink of nuclear war, obstructed justice at the FBI, and in direct violation of the Constitution. He's taken money from foreign governments and threatened to shut down news organizations that report the truth. If that isn't a case for impeaching and removing a dangerous president, then what has our government become? I'm Tom Steyer, and like you, I'm a citizen who knows it's up to us to do something. It's why I'm funding this effort to raise our voices together and demand that elected officials take a stand on impeachment. A Republican Congress once impeached a president for far less. Yet today, people in Congress and his own administration know that this president is a clear and present danger, who's mentally unstable and armed with nuclear weapons. And they do nothing. Join us and tell your member of Congress that they have a moral responsibility to stop doing what's political and start doing what's right. Our country depends on it. So if you thought that the president might not have seen that because he was doing some important government type stuff, you haven't been paying attention this year. Yes, he watched it. He immediately tweeted about it. Wacky and totally unhinged Tom Steyer, who has been fighting me and my Make America Great Again agenda from beginning, never wins elections, which is a direct response to the charges later. It's not. Um, so look, he's pushing for that. He's, I guess, able to. I'm surprised that Fox actually ran the ad in the first place. Uh, I have recently read just this week that their ad revenue is down 17%. So it's possible that they Maybe can be less choosy funny. about the ads. But Fox and Friends is a popular show, I think, at least in the White House. It polls very well. And um, so they decided to run that. Now, Fox and Friends' audience was not happy. They were deluged with torrent, uh, a torrent of tweets and uh, comments on the, the articles about it saying that they had been taken over by commies and Jews. And that's why they were doing this, that they were just in it for the money. Mm -hmm. And this, man, audiences really expect uh, consistency in a message. Because if there's anybody who has earned, for better or worse, protection from the charge that they're not sufficiently pro-Trump, isn't it Fox and Friends at this point? Like well, they've done nothing but help him and praise him for a year. But they run this one ad and people are leaving their show. They're not watching anymore. Yeah, I don't believe them anyway. Yeah, I don't believe so, them. Yeah, look, uh, th that's why they were probably particularly angry. They're like, this is a bubble. You are not supposed to allow mm -hmm. opposing viewpoints into this bubble. Yeah. It really disturbs us. But people who huff and puff and say they're going to leave, I mean, just check the comments below. <laughs> okay, they never leave. <laughs> they're like, oh, like next time. You do this again, but no, there's a lot of like, I'm gonna change the channel. To what? To reality? Like, good luck with that, buddy. I don't I'm know, there's a so lot well. of new uh, right-wing channels. The hotel I'm staying at, there's, there's really? so many new ones. Newsmax has a 24-hour channel, true. and uh, uh -huh. what is, it? is it One America or something? OAN? Yeah, OAN, yeah, 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 yeah. I, was, I was watching it yesterday. That's true. I was like, uh -oh. Maybe they're the friends of Fox and Friends, you know. <laughs> I always wonder, I was like yeah. Fox and Friends, I'm like, who are the friends exactly? And I know who friends? Fox is. True, because all those who people are, are employees. Yeah, yeah. Who are, I don't paid see the friends. Yeah. I think That'd be cool if there was a crossover with the actual show Friends. And, and like, <laughs> That's like what I always someone, thought it was. Someone can web that together and like, like let's have Fox and Friends, you know. Let's have, let's have yeah. Steve Ducey dating uh, somebody on that show. They, but they need the revenue. 
I mean, if they're going to keep on paying out, like, everyone who accuses their, their hosts oh. of, of sexual uh, assault and they have to silence them, $32 million That's for true. Bill O'Reilly, man. You need the money. I get it, Fox. Um, but I actually thought that this was a pretty effective ad. I mean, he's calm. Uh, he is those blue eyes, those like steel blue eyes <laughs> staring at you as the yeah. camera just slowly pans in. I thought it was effective. I just thought that the messaging could have been a little different. I think it could have just been like, Donald, seek therapy. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. we know you need help. We want to help you. Step down, buddy. You can <laughs> golf every day. Uh, you can do that anyway. So, um, my, I want to get Tom Steyer's message too, but for, first, I like Trump's message. Steyer never wins elections. Good reason for that, never run for one. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> oh for oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I assume that he means the money that he puts into elections. Yeah. Right. And of course, that's not true either. He's won, he's lost based on who he's funded. Anyway, uh, so I, I think that the Steyer ad is. Is smart in a lot of different ways. Uh, they uh, they're going to rally everybody to their own side. It was smart to run it on Fox and Friends to get under Trump's skin, who is they know cannot help himself and yeah. will give you free publicity. Which is a tactic John Oliver's used a couple of times. He's run ads on Fox yeah. and Friends. Yes. And so really well played. Uh, I think it was super smart. Uh, they're going to get a lot of people on their side. Side and you know. And Steyer uh, is very wealthy. He's a billionaire. Uh, he's a progressive. And he's not looking to take the money that he uses and create benefits for himself like tax cuts. Mm -hmm. uh, he is not arguing for that, right? And so it's not out of self-interest, except for the fact that it, the main money that he spends is to try to uh, fight against climate change. So I guess he's got a conflict of interest because he'd like to stay alive. He's got it. All right, okay. Yep. And he wants his uh, kids and grandkids to have a planet. Can, can I play devil's advocate for just a second? Yeah. Like I, I, I agree with basically what what they said there, and certainly he's he's free to, if he wants to pay for an ad, you can pay for an ad. I guess it happens all the time. Corporations do it. Uh, so, but it does make me a little bit uncomfortable that we have this class of people, and some of them are progressives and pro environment and all that, who are so wealthy that they can unilaterally just produce these political ads. And, and like, I, I don't know that anything he said there was inaccurate, so maybe this isn't a good example for me to criticize, and I'm glad that Fox ran it. But it is still just more advertising coming from the direct point of view of a billionaire. Like, I agree with this one, but yeah. that they can just, like, they could buy out all the ads sure. if they the want. The country is billionaire versus billionaire yeah. versus billionaire. We just have to hope that the right billionaire wins, well, and that's a shitty position to be in. Because of that subtitle in that commercial, we, we know he's an American citizen, so. <laughs> Well, that was my favorite part, yeah. American <laughs> citizen. I just love that. Yeah. So <laughs> like, just okay. in case you're worried, can relax. All right. Well, look, this uh, be balanced here, and uh, I'll join the fray of uh, you know slight criticisms here. Uh, one is uh, American citizen looked really goofy. Totally agree. <laughs> like, come on, dude. We, I mean, you could have wrote written Homo sapien. Yeah. Right, a human being. <laughs> we know, we know, we know. Uh, it's like a way of saying not billionaire, not running for office. Okay, but let's keep it real. One day, Tom Steyer might run for office. Okay, and he is a billionaire. I don't have any problem with billionaires doing the right thing. I love it. That's wonderful. Uh, he should give money to Wolfpack. He can't give money to just the Democrats because they don't take uh, big donations like that. But he, but Wolfpack does. Go ahead. Is this um, part of the too, <laughs> too strong, too strenuous? <laughs> no, no. Okay, okay, okay. Nothing to do with that. Okay. And look, and if he's going to run for office, and and a lot of people signed that petition. That's probably a good move too. I get it. Uh, so.
Look, overall, there's not that many people doing the right thing. He's doing the right thing. Yeah. I'll take it and run. I agree. Uh, yeah. and, and, and it's okay to put his message out. Um, and if he wants to spend all whatever he has, one point whatever billion, on doing great things, including in the media, including buying ads, I think that's actually lovely. Yeah. I just want to prevent uh, even good guy billionaires, like to John's point, of being able to buy elections. Right, you know, and so, and that's different. Here, he's not right now. There is no election. Yeah, he's he's not trying it's to influence issue advocacy. It, it is, right. it is actual issue yeah. advocacy as opposed to, hey, vote for X and don't vote for Y, yeah. which yeah. I think is is definitely different. And he should. My only last tiny criticism is speak up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little too whispery. No, I like I'm, that. I'm glad you he like brought it. up like, more oh, yeah. ominous. Okay, I'm glad he brought up the. Uh, you know the criticism of Trump's, uh, you know, irresponsibility in dealing with North Korea, and the, uh, you know, the threat of nuclear war. It's yeah. like, because to me, it seems like there's there's almost no anti-war movement going on. Yeah. You know, people talk about all different issues, but when it comes to war, it's like almost nothing going on. And yeah. just painting Kim Jong Un as, oh, he's the evil, he's the evil crazy one. It's yeah. like we're the only country to ever use nukes on anybody. Yeah. You know, and we did it twice. You know, and now they're already talking about tactical nukes. You know, these little nukes, more usable ones. Yeah, just you know, they won't cause much damage. Just yeah. tactical oh, nukes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. You Declare a national emergency 
where there is no national emergency. There is no national emergency or emergency on the U.S.-Mexico border, the wall, uh, that area. There is no national emergency. That national emergency money that he's trying to or wants to steal, that money is for like disasters like earthquakes or fires or, or um, you know, terrorists actually on American soil. The, the terrorists are wreaking havoc. That money is for uh, things like that. Tornadoes, hurricanes, you know, national emergencies where people get lose their homes, fires like the California fire. Those that money is, is for that. Now I'm hearing that he can declare a national emergency, but the courts might say otherwise. There is no emergency. You can't use that money. There is no emergency. Where's the emergency at? This is why I keep saying that it's not about the wall. It's not about the U.S.-Mexico border. It's not about drugs or bad people coming over into America, which is not true. If you want to know the truth, the bad people are already here. The wall is not going to stop any of that. But the, the main thing is that Trump to solidify power and more power. He's a rogue tyrant. That's all he is. And I'm not going to watch the, the, uh, his speech tonight to hear a bunch of lies because that's all it's going to be. We know it's going to be that. What else can, what else can he say? Is it, is it going to be about reopening the government? Probably not. He's going to blame Democrats. He's going to say things like, well, the Democrats are not coming over to negotiate. They are coming over to negotiate, but they're not going to uh, accept what you're trying to peddle, Donald Trump. So you think, at least I think, I mean, what the hell is he going to say? He's going to lie. He's going to blame Democrats. He's going to blame everybody else. He's going to talk about his critics, how he hates them. He's going to talk about people on Facebook (laughs) because Facebook is liberal. There's no doubt about it. I think Facebook is more liberal than it ever has been uh, before. You know, I I think it's more liberal. Uh, Donald Trump has made it more liberal, you know. I mean, you've had a few uh, uh, Donald Trump fans or Donald Trump supporters on Facebook, and a lot of those people have been uh, unfriend and deleted because they are like Donald Trump. They're obnoxious. So I, even myself, I had to um, delete and get rid of some people who were just foolish, uh, they they were Trump ass kisses. I had to get rid of them because they didn't make sense. You know, I don't mind really dealing or debating with the other side, but when you start acting just crazy and silly and buffoonish, then I have to, you know, and you refuse to listen to reason, then I have to delete you. I have to get rid of you. You know, even if you've been a friend for 10 years, you got to go. You know, Donald Trump has really, really poisoned the water in, in the United States. And it's going to take some time to, uh, you know, fix everything after he's gone. And I will tell you this, folks. At some point, Donald Trump will be gone. Mueller's investigation and in Mueller's extending his investigation 
uh, into the 2016 collusion and obstruction, that tells you right then and there that Mueller is not finished with his investigation. He's going to be hanging a lot more people along with Donald Trump. They're all going to jail. They're all fucking up the country. They're all screwing up and lying. But you know what? I don't want Fox News to go anywhere. I just want uh, people to stop watching Fox. To turn it off. Let the ratings go down. And I'm hearing Tucker, if I can pronounce his name, if I can get it right, Tucker Carlson, uh, he still has uh, sponsors who are leaving his show. And when you have sponsors bailing out on you, that's money coming out of your pocket. That's money you won't get. Now, if all of his sponsors leave, his show is kaput. And that's what I think is going to happen to the entire Fox News network. I hate to call it Fox News because it's not news. It's propaganda for Donald Trump and the Republicans. That's all it is. It's not news. It's it's garbage if you really think about it. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show just about 10 minutes before 7 o'clock. They say it's going to get very, very cold here, folks. So, uh, you know, I haven't, you know, the cold hasn't gotten here yet. You know, I think it's still in its 40s, even though it's almost 7 o'clock, 10 minutes to 7 anyway. And, uh, you know, we are living in some really rotten times. I mean, some low-down times. And, uh, you know, and I uh, people have to fight. And I've known that for a long time. Americans are not, they're not about to fight. They can talk, they can post, they can vent on Facebook, but that's about it. That's about it. But there's no doubt about it in my mind. The Republicans are finished. They are finished. Even diehard grassroots Republicans, everyday Republicans who are working to take care of their families, they have turned on Trump. Then you got some older people. I met an older – she said she was 86 years old. I met her a few weeks ago. And we were talking fine until she until she told me she was a Trump supporter, and then she got all crazy. I just had to walk away from her. She was 86 years old. She was healthy. She was great looking. She could walk and talk, and you know. But she was 86, and she was a Trump supporter. Why? How do you how do you measure an 86 year old woman who's probably on Social Security, uh, Medicare? Maybe even Medicaid. Maybe she's getting, yeah, I don't know, food stamps. All the things that Trump vows to take away. Maybe she's, you know, on rental assistance somewhere. And she's voting for a guy. She's supporting a guy that's going to take away all of that from her. Or she's supporting a guy who wants to take away all of those things. And uh, we were talking for, we were walking together and we were talking for a, a, a bit until she started rambling on and, and blurted out that she was a Trump, a Trump supporter. And um, I just had to say this. 
<laughs> I said, no, no, I can't take it. I don't want to hear it. You know, she was trying to convince me I, that Trump is not a, such a bad guy or that I should be supporting him. And uh, I no, that's no way. Uh, no, 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 no. Can't do that. I walked away from her and then I looked back and uh, she was still screaming at me <laughs> about Trump. And I said, oh, oh. Uh, that's the thing. Uh, anywhere in America, around every corner, every neighborhood, every community, there is a Trump supporter. And you can always almost tell a Trump supporter because they're going to look like they're Trump supporters. No wild looking, mushy hair, secondhand clothes. <laughs> you can almost, and probably 76 years older. And you know, and uh, uh, and they, yeah. I uh, this is my second or third time I think running into a Trump supporter. I think the first time I ran into one, I <clears throat> I was uh, in my uh, uh, the building of my studio, and this young. I mean, she looks like she was around thirty thirty five to maybe thirty eight years old. She wasn't a bad looking lady. She was young. She was she was she was nice looking, but she was crazy. She was wild. She she ran up to me and just started screaming in my face. And just start and start screaming about Trump. She was screaming and yelling and just pitching a bitch. All by herself. It was just her. You know, and by me being a, a pretty uh I was taller than she was. I was well built. I had been I've been lifting weights. And she um, she just started screaming as if I was supposed to be scared or something, as if I was supposed to be frightened, if I was supposed to be get really down on my knees or something like that. I, you know, she, as she was screaming at me, I didn't say a word. I didn't say anything. But I stared at her as if I was going to beat her ass if she tried to touch me or if she tried to charge at me or if she tried to assault me anyway, in any way. So I was giving her that uh, cat-eyed look, and I was pissed, and I was angry, and I was mad, and I was showing her that. She saw that look on my face, and she backed down. She said, well, this guy's going to kick my ass. I better leave him alone. And I was about to do that. Then she backed down, and she left. But Trump supporters are all over the place. Everywhere you go. However, I don't think there's that many of them. But they are there anyway. Trump is taking away their Social Security. He's taking away Medicare, Medicaid. He wants to do all of that. Food stamps, taking away their jobs, taking away their uh, tax refunds. And these assholes still support him. I say, how are you going to pay your mortgage without, without your job? Uh, Trump will uh, he 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 gonna do something, uh, but I still support him. I said, but you don't have no food in your house. Uh, your and your kids are, are are going hungry. But we 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 vote for Trump, and we think that Trump is gonna provide for us. So we still support him. But Trump said, "The hell with you." I don't believe that. That's what the Democrats are saying. People, I don't know what to say, but people are, Trump is ripping away their lives, and they, they're still supporting him. He's making them homeless, taking, taking away their rental assistance, getting them evicted, 
they are still supporting Trump. It is really, really something wrong in America. It is totally something wrong in America. We have to start educating people. We have to start teaching people and showing people. uh, Because that's one of the things the Republicans, they do not like. They don't want you educated. For For one, they don't think you should be educated. Trump doesn't like smart people. He likes the uneducated, and the uneducated like Trump. He doesn't like smart people. That's why he gets – that's why he fires everybody around him because they're too smart. They're too intelligent. They, they make too much sense for him, so he gets rid of them. Uh, he, that's why he gets rid of everybody around him because they're smart. So now Trump done fired every adult in the room. Now he's out there cock wild crazy because there's nobody to tell him not to do this or not to do that because it will destroy America or it is against the law. There is nobody to tell him anything because he's fired them all because they're too smart. They're keeping him from wanting to destroy the country. They're keeping him from wanting to blow the fucking country to hell there is no more adults in the room when it comes to the White House and the Oval Office Trump is out there on his own he's winging it he's unhinged and the Senate Republicans they are so afraid of this guy it's a shame they're they're going against their own constituency for Donald Trump and uh, that's bad. That is really, really bad. We'll be right back. So there's been a lot of talk today, obviously, about uh, Rashida Tlaib's uh, statement, we're going to impeach the motherfucker. That is what she said on Thursday, you know, kind of coming off this high of being sworn in, wanting to go after the Donald Trump, chomping at the bit to get started at her new job in general. And she said this thing, the right is attacking her, the left is attacking her, because that kind of crass language can't stand. Oh my God, we can't do that. Well, guess what? I have no problem with what she said. I have no problem with her attitude, with her language, with her personality. I think, hell yeah. Come into the office with a little bit of enthusiasm and willingness to actually do your job. Because believe it or not, holding the president accountable is part of the job of Congress. So she seems right on par with where she should be. Should she have used that language? Who cares? Like if your problem is the language that she used, then you personally have bigger problems that you need to go deal with if you can't help hearing that. Hell, walk down the street these days, folks, you're going to hear it. Any movie you watch, you're going to hear it. Relax. It's just a word. It's just a word. A series of letters that make a certain sound. And if that offends you, then that's your problem, not hers. But anyway, I bring that up because Donald Trump decided to get in on the action. He wasn't happy about Democrats talking impeachment. Hell, we had a, a Democratic Representative Brad Sherman. He's already introduced articles of impeachment on day one. 
So Trump feels the heat. He understands impeachment could be right around the corner. They seem very willing to do it on the Democratic side. At least a few of them do. So Friday morning, to get back to the main point here, Friday morning, Trump tweets out the following. How do you impeach a president who has won perhaps the greatest election of all time? Done nothing wrong. No collusion with Russia. It was the Dems that colluded. Had the most successful first two years of any president and is the most popular Republican in party history, 93%. Literally everything that man just said in that tweet is a lie. Literally everything can be proven to be false that he said in that tweet. Starting with the fact that he's actually never hit a 93% approval rating, according to Gallup, among Republicans. His highest was 91%, which he hit uh, right at the time of the midterms uh, two months ago. His approval rating right now, again, according to Gallup, is 89% among Republicans. And that is actually of this week, as of this week. Um, So the 93%, not true, accomplished more than any uh, president in the first two years in history. That's also not true. In fact, according to executive orders he's issued and laws that he's signed, he's actually done the least among any modern president. Done the least. Those are verifiable things that this moron suddenly doesn't or, or doesn't seem to understand. We can look up. We can see that. Those are quantifiable. It's, it's not, you know, questionable. It's not, well, my opinion. No! You can look up and see what he's signed and compared what other presidents have signed. Quantifiable, ladies and gentlemen. But let's get to the heart of the matter, right? Can't impeach me. I, I've won an election. No. No, you didn't. You technically did not. You won the electoral college vote. You lost the popular vote by 3 million, so you've spent the last two years trying to tell us that 5 million illegal aliens voted in that election. You set up a task force to find voter fraud. They couldn't find a damn instance of it. And so here we are. And more importantly, you could have won the presidency by getting every single person in this country to vote for you. Your approval rating could be 100%. And none of that would say that you couldn't be impeached. Nothing that this man said in this tweet is related to the other thing. And nothing that he said was truthful. This is a very scared, terrified, and demented human being serving as the president of the United States right now. A lot of us, I think the latest polls show at least half of us, those numbers might have gone up a little bit in the last week or two, want to see this man removed from office. So yeah, Rashida Tlaib was 100% correct with her enthusiasm, with her language, and with her willingness to go forward with it. The only issue I have is that it's not time yet. We will get what we need. And yes, I know the argument can be made and has been made that there is enough right now to do it. That is true. But let's wait till we have a foolproof case and then get this idiot removed from office. Yeah, well, we do have a foolproof case. Um, I think he should be impeached immediately. But I understand what you're saying. You want to wait for Mueller's report. But I'm I'm hearing that the Republicans are going to try to uh, uh, have it sent to their body and and try to uh, 
keep the American people from seeing it. They're going to fight for Mueller's report. Mueller should have a, a secret back way into uh, handing that report once it's done, once it's finished, that uh, over to Democrats. Because if you give it to Republicans, they are not going to to um, they're going to um, hide it, keep it away from the American public, and that's wrong. But that's what they're going to do. I mean, even Mitch McConnell said that at one point in time. We're gonna not. They're gonna bury it. So we have to have uh, uh, the House of Representatives uh, receive the report and not the Senate, the Senate Republicans, because if the Senate Republic- Republicans get their hands on Mueller's fi- final report on Donald Trump, uh, you know they're going to try to. Um, this is such a, a criminal uh, bunch of folks. Uh, it's a shame. Th- these are inept criminals. These are stupid criminals. These are crazy criminals because they're being um, they're being thugs and criminals. They're breaking the law right out in <laughs> in in public in front of the American people and and the world and lying. So these are a bunch of guys who are totally totally inept at what they're doing. So Mueller should have no problem hanging them all.
I wanted was a much-deserved promotion, and he told me to get up on the desk and spread them. All the men in my office wrote down on a piece of paper the sexual favors that I could do for them. All I had asked for was an office with a window. I asked for his advice about how I could get a bill out of committee. He asked me if I brought my knee pads. Those are just a few of the horrific stories that I heard from women over the last year as I've been investigating workplace sexual harassment. And what I found out is that it's an epidemic across the world. It's a horrifying reality for millions of women when all they want to do every day is go to work. Sexual harassment doesn't discriminate. You can wear a skirt, hospital scrubs, army fatigues. You can be young or old, married or single, black or white. You can be a Republican, a Democrat, or an Independent. I heard from so many women, police officers, members of our military, financial assistants, actors, engineers, lawyers, bankers, accountants, teachers, journalists. Sexual harassment, it turns out, is not about sex. It's about power and about what somebody does to you to try and take away your power. And I'm here today to encourage you to know that you can take that power back. On July 6, 2016, I jumped off a cliff all by myself. It was the scariest moment of my life, an excruciating choice to make. I fell into an abyss all alone, not knowing what would be below. But then something miraculous started to happen. Thousands of women started reaching out to me to share their own stories of pain and agony and shame. They told me that I became their voice. They were voiceless. And suddenly I realized that even in the 21st century, every woman still has a story. Like Joyce, a flight attendant supervisor whose boss in meetings every day would tell her about the porn that he'd watched the night before while drawing penises on his notepad. She went to complain. She was called crazy and fired. Like Joanne, Wall Street banker, her male colleagues would call her that vile C-word every day. She complained, labeled a troublemaker, never to do another Wall Street deal again. Like Elizabeth, an army officer, her male subordinates would wave $1 bills in her face and say, dance for me. And when she went to complain to a major, he said, what, only $1? You're worth at least five or ten. After reading, replying to all, and crying over all of these emails, I realized I had so much work to do. Here are the startling facts. One in three women that we know of have been sexually harassed in the workplace. 71% of those incidences never get reported. Why? Because when women come forward, 
They're still called liars and troublemakers and demeaned and trashed and demoted and blacklisted and fired. Reporting sexual harassment can be, in many cases, career-ending. Of all the women that reached out to me, almost none are still today working in their chosen profession, and that is outrageous. I too was silent in the beginning. It happened to me at the end of my year as Miss America, when I was meeting with a very high-ranking TV executive in New York City. I thought he was helping me throughout the day, making a lot of phone calls. We went to dinner, and in the back seat of a car, he suddenly lunged on top of me and stuck his tongue down my throat. I didn't realize that to get into the business, silly me. He also intended to get into my pants. And just a week later, when I was in Los Angeles meeting with a high-ranking publicist, it happened again, again in a car. And he took my neck in his hand, and he shoved my head so hard into his crotch I couldn't breathe. These are the events. That suck the life out of all of your self-confidence. These are the events that, until recently, I didn't even call assault. And this is why we have so much work to do. After my years, Miss America, I continued to meet a lot of well-known people. Including Donald Trump. When this picture was taken in 1988, nobody could have ever predicted where we'd be today. <laughs> Me fighting to end sexual harassment in the workplace. He, President of the United States, in spite of it. And shortly thereafter, I got my first gig in television news in Richmond, Virginia. Check out that confident smile with the bright pink jacket. Not so much the hair. I was working so hard to prove that blondes have a lot of brains. But ironically, one of the first stories I covered was the Anita Hill hearings in Washington D.C., and shortly thereafter, I too was sexually harassed in the workplace. I was covering the story in rural Virginia, and when we got back into the car, my cameraman started saying to me. Wondering how much I had enjoyed when he touched my breasts when he put the microphone on me, and it went downhill from there. I was bracing myself against the passenger door. This was before cell phones. I was petrified. I actually envisioned myself rolling outside of that door as the car was going 50 miles per hour, like I'd seen in the movies, and wondering how much it would hurt. When the story about Harvey Weinstein came to light, one of the most well-known movie moguls in all of Hollywood, the allegations were horrific. But so many women came forward, and it made me realize what I had done meant something. He had such a lame excuse. He said he was a product of the 60s and 70s, and that that was the culture then. Yeah. That was the culture then, and unfortunately, it still is. Why? Because of all the myths that are still associated with sexual harassment. Women should just take another job and find another career. 
Yeah, right. Tell that to the single mom working two jobs, trying to make ends meet, who's also being sexually harassed. Women, they bring it on themselves by the clothes that we wear and the makeup that we put on. Yeah, I guess those hoodies that Uber engineers wear in Silicon Valley are just so provocative. <laughs> Women make it up. Yeah, because it's so fun and rewarding to be demeaned and taken down. I would know. Women bring these claims because they want to be famous and rich. Our own president said that. I bet Taylor Swift. One of the most well-known and richest singers in the world didn't need more money or fame when she came forward with her groping case for one dollar, and I'm so glad she did. Breaking news: the untold story about women and sexual harassment in the workplace. Women just want a safe, welcoming, and harass-free environment. That's it. So how do we go about getting our power back? I have three solutions. Number one, we need to turn bystanders and enablers into allies. Ninety-eight percent of United States corporations right now have sexual harassment training policies. Seventy percent have prevention programs. But still, overwhelmingly, bystanders and witnesses don't come forward. In 2016, the Harvard Business Review. Called it the bystander effect, and yet remember 9/11. Millions of times we've heard, if you see something, say something. Imagine how impactful that would be if we carried that through to bystanders in the workplace regarding sexual harassment, to recognize and interrupt these incidences, to confront the perpetrators to their face. To help and protect the victims. This is my shout out to men. We need you in this fight, and to women too, enablers, to allies. Number two, change the laws. How many of you out there know whether or not you have a forced arbitration clause in your employment contract? Not a lot of hands, and if you don't know, you should. And here's why. Time magazine calls it right there on the screen the teeny tiny little print in contracts that keeps sexual harassment claims unheard. Here's what it is: forced arbitration takes away your Seventh Amendment right to an open jury process. It's secret. You don't get the same witnesses or depositions. In many cases, the company picks the arbitrator for you. There are no appeals. And only 20% of the time does the employee win. But again, it's secret, so nobody ever knows what happened to you. This is why I've been working so diligently on Capitol Hill in Washington D.C. to change the laws. And here's what I tell the senators: Sexual harassment is apolitical. Before somebody harasses you, they don't ask you if you're a Republican or Democrat first. They just do it. And this is why we should all care. Number three. Be fierce. It starts when we stand tall, and we build that self-confidence, and we stand up and we speak up, and we tell the world what happened to us. 
I know it's scary, but let's do it for our kids. Let's stop this for the next generations. I know that I did it for my children. They were paramount in my decision-making about whether or not I would come forward. My beautiful children, my 12-year-old son, Christian, my 14-year-old daughter, Kaya, and boy, did I underestimate them. The first day of school last year happened to be the day my resolution was announced, and I was so anxious about what they would face. And my daughter came home from school, and she said, Mommy, so many people asked me what happened to you over the summer. And then she looked at me in the eyes, and she said, And Mommy, I was so proud to say that you were my mom. And two weeks later, when she finally found the courage to stand up to two kids who'd been making her life miserable, she came home to me and she said, Mommy, I found the courage to do it because I saw you do it. Just the way 
Tonight, uh, look out for Donald Trump's lies. He's going to try and sell us on this wall thing. Donald Trump doesn't have to sell America on building a wall along the Mexico-U.S. border. It's not going to fly because we don't want a wall. Eighty percent of people said they don't want a wall. Why can't this man listen? Watch out. Look out for Trump lies. <laughs> this is what the Huffington Post is saying. And I totally agree. Trump is going to be lying through his ass like he always does. This is why a lot of us are we are not going to watch him. We don't want his face on our television, much less our computer. Uh, so but uh, this guy is president. So you have to, you know, in some ways, pay some kind of attention, but you don't have to pay real attention. All right, Mike Pence struggled to defend Trump's border wall lie. <laughs> I mean, if, he's, if he tries to defend uh, Trump's lie, then he's a part of it, you know. Uh, Kellyanne Conway on Sarah Sanders' false border walls. Uh, she's defending Kelly. She's defending Sarah Sanders, saying everyone makes mistakes. Those are not mistakes, uh, Kellyanne. They're lies. They're straight out lies. Okay, networks to air Pelosi Schumer rebuttal to Trump's border wall speech. Good. So he doesn't get away with lying. Trump administration will issue February food benefits early. March benefits, maybe. What is this saying here? I don't know. Let's read the article. Okay, it says something about Trump administration. Trump administration will issue February food benefits early, March benefits maybe. After March, it looks like food assistance could stop. Ah, Trump administration. Get rid of these people. Wow. Let's see. Uh, uh, I'm just seeing this. This just popped up on my screen. The Trump administration has come up with a com- a complicated plan to ensure people will receive food assistance uh, will get benefits for February, even if the government uh, remains shut down. After that, all bets are off. This guy is playing with with your life and with the lives of your children. The national, uh, the nation's supplemental nutritional assistance. Uh, program enrollees will get their February benefits early, no later than January 20, according to the plan announced by as if Donald Trump's eating everybody, right? This is crazy. We want to ensure that states and SNAP recipients that the benefits for February will be provided. Nutty people. Why are they fucking with the program in the first place? Leave it alone. It's been working the way it's been going. Why are they going to change it? This is nutty. Because they're going to stop it. They're going to put a stop to food stamps. They're going to put a stop to the to the uh, 
program, period. Wow. Purdue said the Department of Agriculture will still have $3 billion in contingency that fund that might be able to use for that. This is crazy. Now Donald Trump is trying to say he's feeding people. He's taking food out of people, everybody's mouths because he this shutdown, federal workers. Why are they messing with something that's been working great for for decades, if not centuries? Why are they screwing with this? Donald Trump wants to say, well, I'm responsible for you eating. He's not. He's not. Well, this speech tonight is going to be full of lies. And so, folks, we're going to have to uh, deal with what we can deal with on this. This man is crazy. This man is a loon. This man should be out on his ass, uh, acting as, as if he, he acting as if he is uh, lord and, and dictator and emperor. If you eat, you're eating because of him. Give me a break. All right, uh, you. thanks for tuning in to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We're going to go, and I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to watch the speech tonight, and I hope you don't watch it because Donald Trump wants you to watch him as he lies. As you know, Donald Trump, uh, uh, he strives for attention. He wants you to watch him. Uh, tomorrow morning after the speech is over and the ratings come in, if they're low, American people have won. Nobody wants this guy on the television set. Nobody's going to sit and watch this guy live for 30, 40 minutes. Give me a break. Over a wall that the American people do not want, he's going to try to sell us his points on building a wall, his racist wall to keep people out. Terrorists are not coming across that border. He, the thing is, Donald Trump cites that he's protecting the American people. He don't want drugs and all. that's bullshit. Drugs and sh- that's drugs are not coming across the border. The border drugs are being flown in. They've been they've being flown in. They've being uh, 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 driven in. They're being flown in. They're being driven in. They're not. They're getting here. Not across the border. So that's bullshit. Those are lies right there. And he's getting ready to lie. So uh, I'm not going to watch him. I hope you don't watch him. You know, I mean, this watching him just feeds into his ego. That's all it does. It feeds into his ego. All right. Uh, Once again, folks, we're off the air just about uh, as soon as I click on this this song. Um, I want to say thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. My guest was. Uh, Ronald Ricardo, maybe he's still around someplace. Anyway, uh, his name will still stay on the marquee because this show is all about having people on the show who talk about to talk about their works. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Have a great one. I mean, if you're going to watch Donald Trump's speech, uh, turn the sound down or turn it off or whatever. All right, uh, have a good one, everybody. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the rest of your evening. Have fun. You know, you ain't got time to be feeling depressed, lonely, out of it. Be happy, be positive, and let's go into 2020 with a blue wave. Bye-bye, everybody. Take care. Tune in tomorrow. We will be here tomorrow, right? Yeah, we'll be here tomorrow.
I gotta 